Welcome to the Fashionista Life, where we talk about fashion, interior design, parenting, and everything that encompasses the lifestyle of a fashionista. You can't help but smile with our host, Jennifer Johnson, a true fashionista and lifestyle expert, coming to you live from Naples, Florida. Hi, friends, and thanks for listening to The Fashionista Life, brought to you by True Fashionistas, where you can sell, shop, and look fabulous. I am your host, Jennifer Johnson, and today we welcome into the studio April O'Leary, and she is the founder of O'Leary Publishing and the author of, oh my gosh, six books. (laughs) Uh, She is committed to creating books that exceed the industry standards for her aspiring authors. She's a board member of the Florida Authors and Publishers Association and on the Membership Benefits Committee with the Independent Book Publishers Association. She's also the host of the I'm Booked podcast. Welcome. Thanks for having me on, Jennifer. Absolutely. I had no idea that you've published six books. I have. Wow. Like what genre? What are they about? All of my books are inspirational, self-help, and really meant to be from my heart, from my life experience to help other people. Wow. That's the best way right? You can lead by example, lead from the mistakes that we've all made, right? It's it's wonderful. Well, we're talking about publishing today. And we were just chatting before we got on about, you know, when should I do a book and and all of those things. And, And I shared with you, I have an idea for a book someday in my future, right? Um, how do I know that I should publish a book? It's a great question. A lot of people have book ideas or they have others who say, you have an interesting story or you should write a book. And I have authors come to me, prospective authors, asking the same question, should they write a book? And the thing I always say is, well, if the book was in your hand right now, what are you doing with it? (laughs) Is it for a family legacy? Mm -hmm. Is it a book that's going to help your brand grow? Is it a passion project? Like you've learned something and you really feel that others could benefit from your experience And then you make a decision, is it worth the time? Is it worth the effort? Is it worth the money Mm -hmm. to invest in that kind of a endeavor? Sure. And and kind of along with that, you had mentioned, you know, is it will it help your brand kind of thing? And a great tool to up your brand or to gain awareness to your brand is by doing a book. I mean, I was just reading a book, um, and you may know this person, Mike Reed, and it's the key person of influence. And in that book, they talk about doing, you know, writing a book because that also, it it uh, re- it increases your credibility within your industry and really within your community because it's such a, it, everyone's going, oh my gosh, you wrote a book. You're an author, but you can add that to everything that you do, right? What is What is your take on that? That's absolutely true. I'll tell you back in 2011, I had a life coaching brand. And I I took all of my courses with this guy, David Essel, who's based in Fort Myers. And he asked me at the time, would I be the guest producer for, at the time, he had an XM radio show. And I didn't know anything about that. And his one requirement for his all-positive talk radio show was the guests had to have a book. Oh. And he didn't care if it was a spiritual or a professional athlete or a self-help person, but they had to have a book. And the light bulb went on in my head that, oh, a book is a door opener. Mm -hmm. So I thought to myself, well, if that's the case, I should probably write a book. (laughs) 
And so I did. And I launched my first book in 2012. From that book, I built an eight-week course, which I taught locally mm-hmm. and online. And from that, I spurred on a few conferences. So I remember book, I attended one. You did. And so the, the book was more than just how many copies did you sell? The book was, now I got to open these doors mm-hmm. that magically somehow people think you're more credible. They do. You have author behind your name. And it was really quite an interesting process because the things I was learning and teaching with my clients behind doors and private sessions were similar client to client to client. And now I got to share the message that of my story that helped all of them and helped attract others to me mm-hmm. who wanted those same solutions. So it became really a tool to attract the right types of clients as well. Wow. And you used it as a tool to grow your brand. Absolutely. Which, you know, and and this is another point that I was thinking about was we're on the heels of probably, let's face it, probably a recession, right? And maybe by the time this airs, maybe that's where we'll be at, right? You could use it as an extra stream of income because did you publish it by yourself, your book that you originally did? Or I know you you own a publishing company now, but back then, what Mm -hmm. did you do? So back then I had magical thinking. I didn't know what I didn't know. <laughs> of course. So I wrote my book in seven days, actually. My kids oh my went word. with my in-laws to North Carolina. And I had this book. It was like being pregnant with an idea. And you're mm-hmm. like, I have to birth this book. Right. So I sat down, I mapped it out, I wrote it, and I had this manuscript, fledgling little thing that I thought, I'm going to find the right publisher. So I pulled some books off of my shelf mm-hmm. that I thought were similar in nature to mine. And I looked at the back cover and inside and I said, who are these publishers? So Mm -hmm. I kind of came to conclude like maybe three that were potentially good candidates to publish my next to best-selling book. What I thought... (laughs) I was a totally unknown person and I had no idea what the publishing industry had to offer. But I love that because I am so much like that as well. I, I, I'm happy to know I'm not, um, you know, out there because I have the same thoughts like, oh my gosh, I'm going to take on the world. Yeah. So I signed up as luck would have it for one of these publishers writers workshop conference that they had up in Tampa. So Mm -hmm. I drove up for the day. I brought my manuscript and my briefcase. I thought I'm going to hand this (laughs) off to the CEO. They're going to be like, where have you been all my life? And the rest was going to be history. And this eight-hour workshop, what I learned was that in order to attract a traditional publisher, you need to have a platform. Meaning Mm -hmm. how many email subscribers do you have? Mm -hmm. How many Twitter followers? How many Facebook? Who knows about you? Because the onus to market your book is always on the shoulder of the author. Sure. And so if they're going to invest money in you in the way of an advance or paying for your book publishing project, you have to be able to guarantee sort of in a way that you can sell the book on the back end. Of course. And then they will earn the lion's share of the royalties on the back end. So I left that workshop thinking, well, if I have to build my own platform, which is a lot of work, Mm -hmm. I may as well benefit from that and learn how to publish myself. And so I didn't know that there were independent publishing houses or hybrid publishing companies at the time. I don't know if there were as many at that time because this was 10 years ago. Of course, I probably were not because now it's becoming Yeah, like part of the um, industry groups that are available, like you mentioned in my bio, the IBPA, Independent Mm -hmm. Book Publishers Association. That's a national organization. They have a national awards contest. They do their own events and conferences, and they offer support for independent publishers. Mm -hmm. So it's really this avenue for people who don't have the platform yet 
to get a traditional publishing experience right. without having to sort of hammer around in the dark and figure it out like I had <laughs> right. to do in yes, 2012. Exactly. <laughs> so you ended up publishing it on your own. I did. I did. And I um I don't want to say I wasted a lot of time you and didn't, money, but I look taught it. myself something that now is a valuable skill. And so I think that when people approach me today about book publishing, I'm able to share in a very fair mm-hmm. and even keeled manner about the options because you can do it yourself. There's tons of YouTube videos. There's tons Mm -hmm. of books about how to publish. There's lots of how to DIY, Mm -hmm. but do you want to invest the time to teach yourself? Do you want to invest the money? You're still going to have to hire independent designers and editors and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Or would you rather just work with a company who basically has figured all that out and they'll help you. So it's, it's really a matter of what kind of path you want. And for some who already have that platform built, they may want to seek out a literary agent and try to get that mm-hmm. gold standard traditional publishing deal. But I love the fact that you went into this conference and you walked out going, hmm, you weren't defeated. You went on to publish your own book. So you you not only created a book, you created a company mm-hmm. out of that as well. You're like, there's, you know, there's there's room for this. You found a need and you filled it. I did. And I felt as though I learned, I wasn't in the dark anymore about how the publishing industry works. I went to that conference not having any idea Mm -hmm. about what that looked like. And I left going, oh, so I don't have to waste five years trying to send in some sort of unsolicited manuscript to traditional publishers and getting rejections, not knowing why. And wasting that time. Right. I was able to say, okay, if this is the facts and I don't qualify for this, Mm -hmm. then what are the other options? And I think as an entrepreneur, and you can relate to this Mm -hmm. as well, it's about figuring out what will work Mm -hmm. and taking off the table the things that aren't going to work. Right. Marie Farello, uh, Farello, I don't know if you follow her, but she has a book that says, everything is figure outable. Yes. <laughs> I read it and it's so true. Yes. Everything is figure outable. Um, I mean, how did you, and I know you just said all of a sudden you just realized I, I have to write this book. What, what was it that made you realize I have to do this book? It really was my experience with the guest producing of the radio show because I have this big vision for mm-hmm. what I want to accomplish. And I knew that writing a book would be a way to differentiate myself Mm -hmm. as a life coach. I mean, the catchphrase life coach is so, I don't want to say blasé, but they're so prolific. Mm -hmm. It's like the term yoga instructor. Well, (laughs) what's, there's no real degree to become a yoga instructor you know, there's no school you go to. Right. You could go to different studios and get their teacher certification, but there's no like legal regulation of right. that, nor it's, is there. Put the shingle on your door and you say, I'm a whatever. I'm a whatever. Right. And so as a life coach, you know, I thought, well, what, what is my differentiating factor? Mm-hmm. How are people going to know what I'm about? Right. And so that became a way for me to say, this is what my experience is and this is what I can help people with. That's awesome. That's great. So- if I'm somebody that, that's sitting here and thinking about writing a book, what, where, and I know we, we can go to break and talk about when, when we come back, but to kind of be thinking about, I want to publish a book, how, what, what now? So we're going to head to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to answer that question. 
With the kids heading back from school, you may have a little extra time on your hands, clean your closet, and maybe even theirs. Hey, maybe even have time to redecorate your house. And if you're wondering what to do with all that stuff that you've accumulated, you can bring it all to True Fashionistas, where they sell all of your unwanted items for you. They take away all the hassle by doing all the work, and all you have to do is collect your money. You can reach out to them online at truefashionistas.com, come into the store, or check them out on Facebook or Instagram. And again, that's truefashionistas.com. All right, we're back with April O'Leary of O'Leary Publishing, and we're talking about publishing books. Okay, so let's get, what do I have to do before I really even think about publishing a book? Are there steps that I need to take? It's a great question because a lot of aspiring authors feel as though they need to just sit in front of the blank computer screen and just start writing. My best advice is map your book out first. Figure out if you were going to think in outline format What is it I want to say? What's the problem the reader has? And how am I solving that problem for Mm -hmm. them? What are the steps? What are the examples I could share? Not just from my own life, but maybe examples of third-party clients you've worked with or famous people. Mm -hmm. And then you know, okay, here's my outline. Here's the 10 chapters that I plan to write. Here's the bullet point examples and highlight points I want to make, maybe even quotes you want to include, and then you chip away one by one. And it's something that we do at O'Leary Publishing. We actually have a service called Book Mapping where people can work with myself and my head editor, Heather Mm -hmm. DeRocher. And then within two hours, we listen to all the ideas. And by the end of that session, they have their whole book mapped out. They have sample titles and subtitles and the back cover copy written. Oh my gosh. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to waste your time writing a bunch of stuff that's going to get thrown out. Right. And we've had also aspiring authors who've come to us with their manuscript. I'm saying that in quotes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they say, it's done. I'm ready to be published. And we look at it and we say, that's an awesome first draft. (laughs) <laughs> and they're like, what? I spent X amount of time. First, did you just say that right? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times because this is a new experience and writing a large piece of work that might be 30,000 words, mm-hmm. even in school, we don't write yeah. that kind of a length. And so most of the time, the biggest issue is authors write too much about themselves. Mm-hmm. And so it reads like a journal entry. And if I don't really know you, if you're a debut author, why do I really care? Exactly. Because I'm really reading the book to solve my own problem. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we kind of help them turn the tables a little bit and say, how about a little bit less of you and a little bit more towards the reader? What's in it for me? Yes. Mm -hmm. We FM, right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Because I'm going to stop reading. Yeah. You know, if you're not some famous person that I'm like dying to know, like, Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I loved his book, mm-hmm. but I loved his book because we've seen him on screen and you want to know who's behind that. Right. But Jennifer Johnson, like, I don't know you. Right. You're, you're not famous. <laughs> I mean, well, and the you know? same is true for me when I wrote my first book and even uh, most one of my most recent books, it was more about the lessons that mm-hmm. I had learned. And some of them were personal examples, but they were generalized to apply to a wider audience right. because the details and what's specific about my story is only specific to me. Mm-hmm. But the lessons, if you extricate them up to the 50,000 foot level, they apply in general to most people. As a, you right. as an uh, entrepreneur mm-hmm. who started a retail brand, 
you could speak to a lot of people who want to start a retail brand even outside of running a consignment right. shop. Right. Because the lessons are going to be the same. Of course. It, and, and life lessons. And you know, when you're going through it, you don't really realize what is being taught. Mm-hmm. When something bad happens or something challenging happens, you don't really, you don't see it at the moment. And then you can look back at it and go, oh my gosh, that was a huge lesson. Oh, I'm going to write about that. You you accumulate things, right? Yeah. And a lot of times the authors we work with as well, it's about their passion and their brand and what they're doing and another way to market themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I have a call later today with a prospective author who has grown a brand locally that's expanding and they're in an industry that's really growing. Mm-hmm. And I saw a recent Facebook post and I just messaged this person out of the blue and said, you know, have you thought about writing a book? Because what you're doing is very cutting edge. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if others in your industry have spoken out, statistically speaking, on the effectiveness of what sure. what you're doing in your industry. And he was like, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. So one way to give yourself that additional credibility and exposure is through a book. So that's kind of how, if I were sitting down thinking, okay, I know I have in my head, I want to write a book. Is that how you figure out what you're going to write about? Is what's your passion? What fuels you? That kind of thing? Or is there another way? Yeah. Most of it comes down to what do I want out of the book? Am I a business person and I want more exposure? I want more opportunities. A lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people want to start to be professional speakers. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of professional speakers, the book is really a big deal because that's an additional income stream. If you want to be booked for conferences Mm -hmm. or whatever, then they can order your book in bulk and distribute it to all the people you're speaking to. And then that just is a win-win for everybody. Mm -hmm. We have authors who have done more like memoirs. They've already finished their careers and they're not looking to really grow a brand or go on some sort Mm -hmm. of speaker circuit, but they want the intellectual challenge. They want the back and forth with the editorial team. They want some of the opportunities the book offers, but they really enjoy the process. Uh I get it. So I I don't, I should really kind of know what I want to write a book on or meaning our audience should really have some sort of idea. Or or can you also sit down with them and and help them figure out what it is? I would say most authors have a sense of what they want to write about, but the idea can change midstream. And we've seen that happen a number of times too, where you start writing and then you're like, this isn't it. Oh, and then it's like, yeah, you just, and you're paddling down the stream one way and you're like, wait a second this isn't, I had to get all this out, but this isn't actually the book Mm -hmm. idea. That's the book idea. And so we've had a number of authors that have done that as well. And as with any artistic endeavor, because writing is certainly artistic, just as is any um, painting or pottery Mm -hmm. or even designing a business, you have to be flexible. It's not a rigid process. Like I'd like to say writing a book is like, First you do A, then you do B, and then mm-hmm. you do C, but it never ends up that way. It's very organic. Right. And if you're in touch with your intuition and you are responsive to what your editorial feedback is, you'll find your way. Got it. So let's say I, you know, okay, want to write a book. Do you have people who do ghostwriting or do most people write their own book? Most people want to write their own book. And I would say that if you have the inclination, if you have the time and the writing skills, my experience in writing a book is that when I can get in the flow, it's almost like I source things 
that I couldn't have outsourced to a ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. There are people who are time constrained and they would rather just outsource that to sure. a ghostwriter. And so one of the ways in which we can do that is voice recordings and Zoom recordings. Mm-hmm. So once we have agreed on a book map, and that's part of the process, we have to agree on what are we doing and where are we right. going. And then it's just, I need a 30-minute recording on this particular topic. We tr- get it transcribed, and then the editor will pull it and write it into a readable format and have details filled in mm-hmm. that they might have forgotten. But it's a way to really work on a limited time frame with somebody who wants a book, but they're not going to sit down right. and write it. I just I find it interesting when you you sit down and do some of this, how it brings you down sort of a rabbit hole. You're like, oh, I kind of forgot about that memory. Oh, I, it's a walk down memory lane, I I would imagine. Because even with writing my blog, I, I do that. And I'm like, oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. So it's a great exercise for you personally too, I would and have to imagine. For most of our authors, I would say that the the completion of the project is a reward in and itself. Mm-hmm. Because how many people can say, I wrote a book. Right. Not many. Mm-hmm. And so even the process of going through the inner work to get a book out into the world, that in and of itself is a reward in the process. And then as you start to use it to market your business or share with friends and family or go on a speaking tour, mm-hmm. do whatever other things you want to do with it, you already feel that sense of accomplishment because you got it done. Right. Awesome. Is there any parting words that you'd like to leave with our audience today? I would say have courage. Most of the time, the reason we don't want to put our words into onto paper is we feel like we're unqualified. Sure. We don't have enough experience yet. People won't like what we have to say. And really, nobody has that feeling that they've put their flag at the top of the mountain. They've achieved everything mm-hmm. they need to achieve before they put their words on paper. Most of us are in the process of living life, right. unless we're not. <laughs> and then, right. then the book opportunity is <laughs> over. So just have courage and say, if I feel like I have something to say, if I've weathered some really mm-hmm. tough life hardships, or I've grown an awesome business, and there are people that I could help, then do it. Mm-hmm. So get over the imposter syndrome. Absolutely. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you again, April, for coming into the studio. And um, we sure, sure appreciate it. And uh, thanks again, friends, for tuning into the Fashionista Life. I'm Jennifer Johnson. And this has been brought to you by True Fashionistas, where you can sell, shop, and look fabulous and make your day fabulous. Okay. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Fashionista Life. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode of The Fashionista Life.